Last week we talked about Jesus in John chapter 19, man, and how Jesus was being crucified for our sins, man. And we talked about a bunch of stuff, but last week was the preparation day of the Passover, and it was Friday of the Passover, and we talked about the Jewish messianic version of this and it was radical man i got a lot of emails and it was pretty cool man father we come before you lord we thank you for this day lord we ask that you bless this time jesus and speak through it through me lord for your glory in jesus name amen god bless you guys man welcome to growing in his word man listen growing in his word man was writ was basically you know i started this to go verse by verse man and here we are and I want to continue off of, we were in last week, we were in, in, in John chapter 19, but Pilate last week, man, was telling the Jews, listen, I don't find any fault in this man, Jesus, and they were beating him, it's like, you don't know what's coming, man, and you ever get hit, and it's like, wham, they were just beating him, and Pilate was just looking at him like, wow, 30-something strikes, man, and they just whipped Jesus and beat him, and continue to hurt him physically and Pilate he stood there and Jesus stood there silently can you imagine all the people that went before Pilate I mean this is the Roman this is king man he's he's watching over Israel for C, for for Caesar for 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 Rome I mean they've occupied Israel and he's sitting there keep trying to keep the peace <laughs> And Jesus is just taking blows left and right, man. And and Jesus is just silent. I mean, you got to know that he's God. And Pilate knew it and he found no fault in him. But the Jews wanted to keep going because they wanted him crucified because he claimed to be God. And he is God. And we're going to look we're going to look into what happened. We're going to look into these verses and we're going, to, we're going to apply these verses to our life on how amazingly Jesus came to the cross and died for our sins. Jesus carried that cross, man. He bore that cross and he went out to the place called the, to the place of the skull. It's, it's in Hebrew, Golgotha. And listen, they crucified him and two others were with him one on each other, another other's other side, but Jesus and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and he put that on the cross, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now listen, we, we went on and talked about how Pilate answered, you know what I've written. Don't don't mess it up, man. It is what it is. And the soldiers, when they when they had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and they made four parts, man. Four parts. To each soldier, a part, and also the tunic. And the tunic was without seam. It was woven from the top. And basically they casted these lots. And they took the lots and they casted them, man. They gambled over the lots. Just like the Bible says in Psalms 22, verse 18. It says, They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. He already knew it. He already knew he was going to go to the cross. Just like he knows that you right now are going through hardship or whatever it is. He knows. I mean, th- th- this, this sermon is, is amazing. It's the cross. This is the message. 
this isn't some normal sermon. You just, okay, stand now and open the book of John chapter 19. Are you kidding me? Man, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Listen, we're going to get into this and and we're going to get into the verse, we're going to get into verse 25. The soldiers did they, they gambled over the over they, it was prophesied Jesus's prophecy came true the garments you know the soldiers took the garments and they you know they took the clothing and the tunic and they gambled over it they wanted it like it was some kind of novelty yeah, man, you know they're just walking around. Ha, 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 I got these clothes on. Look, here's Jesus' clothes. Man, what a joke. But they didn't know. They didn't know. Listen, people don't know the power of the cross. People don't know the purpose of the cross. People don't know what the cross represents. You walk around the store, man, you see people that are wearing a cross. And Jesus is on it. Man, get him off the cross. He's off. Look. He's off. Jesus is off the cross. He's alive. This is what the message is about. This is a this is a big time message on the Holy Spirit. Because he's gonna listen, he's gonna give it up to where the indwelling of the Holy Spirit lives in us forever. It's amazing. Wow. I am I I mean this is crazy. Listen, listen, verse 25 says, Now there stood. Listen to this. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Jesus loved his mother. He, did you know he gave John over to his mother? He said, here, John, take my mother. Take care of her. Listen, listen. And his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene, verse 26 says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, he said to his, his mother, Woman, behold your son. Can you imagine? Woman. He's about to die. And he's calling his mother woman. He's separated now himself from human beings. Just like when he was a kid and he was in the synagogue and his mother was looking for him. And she said, Yeshua, Ephotah. And he was in Hebrew. Where are you? Where are you going? He was in the synagogue, man. She found him in the synagogue, 12 years old. And he said, woman, don't you know I'm about my father's business? Well, here's the business. He's getting right down to business. The cross. Amazing. Amazing. Because this cross is what separates us Christians, us believers, from the world. The world has the drugs and alcohol and the sin and the, and the nasty lifestyle. But this, this cross separates us. And we, as non-believers even, some people out there who are non-believers, can have this cross. The cross is Jesus. He's not on the cross anymore. Listen. He said, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from, and listen, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciples took her at his own home. Even Jesus, his brothers didn't believe that he was God. No, seriously. 
They didn't believe. They refused. They couldn't believe until he was resurrected. And you're going to see this. Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciples took her to his to his own home. After this, verse 28 says, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Listen, it's accomplished. It's over. He knows it. It's done. Finished. This is going to get radical. And people think, oh yeah. Some people think, oh Jesus got drunk man on the cross. No, listen. This is a different wine. He said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there. And they filled a sponge with sour wine. Put it on hyssop and then put it in his mouth. Verse 30 says, so when they... So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my Lord. We got to come back to that verse. I'm going to read on, but we're going to come back to it. You're not going to believe this. This is the whole part of the problem in today's society. Believers don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit and the effect that it can have on their life. Jesus wasn't a joke. Jesus loves us. Listen to me. He gave his helper, God said. I'm going to send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. I don't get it. Listen, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, three distinct characters. This Holy Spirit dwells in us. The power of this Holy Spirit, people never realize. They take it for granted every single day when they go home or they walk to work or they, whatever it is. Listen. Listen. Galatians 5.18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3.16 Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Who you have from God and that you are not are not your own. Wow. Wow. Timothy 1.4 guard, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted in you. Jesus is given us a treasure. Which is entrusted in you. He's given you his spirit. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Amazing. Listen. Romans 8.11 says. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Oh my. Wow. I hear the cross being preached all day long. People preach, hallelujah, the cross. But they don't preach the living cross. The Holy Spirit that can dwell in you. No, I'm not some psycho Pentecostal trying to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and, and you're healed and, and speak you know, crazy tongues to you. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is real. So many people come to me. 
and they say, oh, pastor, I got this problem. I got this. I got that. I got that. I got this. I got that. And I said, are you trusting in the Holy Spirit? What do you mean? What do you, you don't understand. The Holy Spirit is alive. And he dwells in us. Jesus is tired now. Listen. I thirst. Verse, listen to verse 29. Now, listen to this. I want to, I want to read this. It's, it's, it's important. Listen. Verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. They wanted to celebrate the Sabbath, the halacha, the law. The Jews asked Pilate that they, that that their legs might be broken. They wanted Jesus Christ to suffocate because they wanted to get it over with so that they can celebrate the Shabbat. Hurry up. Kill him. We want it done. Fast. Hurry. They just wanted him dead. But... They wanted him dead because he claimed to be the Messiah. And he is the Messiah. Listen to this. And they asked Pilate if his leg can be broken and, and that they might be taken away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 32 says, Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Wow. Wow. No, they took the spear to him. Listen, we're going to get into that. And so, but one of the soldiers pierced the side with a spear. And immediately the blood and water came out. That's how the soldier knew that the body was dead and the order was executed. No blood flowed anymore from that body. Then they could go back to the, to the sole Roman commander and say, he's dead. That's it. Wow. It's amazing. Check this out. But one of the soldiers in that pierced his side with the spear. The blood came out all over. You know some got on his face. There's so many stories about this soldier, man. They say that he was he had eye conditions and the and the blood came in his eyes and healed his eyes and and blah blah blah. But but the deal is, man, is Jesus was already dead. And it's amazing. People have no idea that this chapter is written for them. But they think too hard. They make it too complicated. What does the blood mean? The blood means when you get out of bed in the morning, you're still a sinner. The blood means, listen, the blood means that when you go outside and flip off the guy for cutting you off, Jesus can forgive you, but we can't use His grace as a crutch. The blood means everything. It's freedom, redemption, mercy, grace, truth, power, salvation. Listen, Jesus is giving you salvation. The moment you accept Him into your heart and receive Him and realize that the blood on the cross was shedded for your sins is the moment you enter into eternal salvation with Jesus Christ. No matter what, listen, we're sinners. We don't need to be hard on ourselves. Satan is a condemner and a liar and a murderer and a thief and a divider. Listen, Satan is constantly trying to mess with us, but it's the Holy Spirit that wards him off. It's Jesus. 
He already lost. Satan lost that day when Jesus gave his life for the world. Wow. Amazing. And people get caught up on the, oh, I'm, I'm a Jew. I'm a Greek. I'm a Roman. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a, I'm a this. Paul said, I don't care who you're from or where you're from. I'm from Jesus. We don't need to be divided. They divided his garments. They divided his clothes. But we believers are united by the cross. That's the number one thing that separates us from the world. The cross. We're family. Jesus loves us. We have a spiritual family. You see people in prison, they don't have Jesus. And you're thinking, how can I be friends with someone in prison, man? Well, what if they receive Jesus? Well, I have to be their brother? Yeah. You don't got to hang out with them. They're doing their time. But they're your brother. They become your brother. Write letters to offenders that have been forgiven and they're doing life. They need it. Encourage one another. Jesus died for all sins. Doesn't matter what you are. Every sin in this Bible, Jesus died for your sins. And that is why we're here talking about it. This is an untouchable subject where people don't want to talk about what their, what their sins are. Well, I want to go to Mass. Then let the priest help me take it away. And then they're out partying the next week. Okay, let me go to the... No, Jesus doesn't work like that. So say five Hail Marys and you're good. No, it's not about Hail Marys. Jesus handed Mary over to his to the family and called her woman. We can't say Hail Marys to save us from our sins. It's what Jesus did on the cross and continues to do to this day through the Holy Spirit. And those scriptures I gave you are really important. You need to study them. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with the spear, and immediately the blood water came out. Verse 35 says, And when he's seen, listen, and he who has seen has testified, his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe, for these things were done, that the scriptures should be fulfilled. No, not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, and another scripture says, They shall look on him, on him with whom. On him whom they pierced. Listen. Listen. He suffocated. He suffered for us. And you be me thinking, I'm suffering right now. I'm going through all this stuff in life. I lost my mom. I lost my dad. I lost my wife. I lost my son. Listen. Jesus counted the cost. He was beaten. Bruised. He gave his life for us. He was he suffered for us. And we need to count it all cause, count it all joy. When we fall into these jo- these trials and these tribulations cuz Jesus paid it all. Listen, he knows what you're going through. He's 100% man and 100% God. He knows your pain. But listen, listen to this. They pierced him and they know who they pierced him. They pierced his side because It was prophesied. After this, Joseph, listen, in verse 38 says, of Arimathea being a disciple, Joseph's already, you know, this is amazing. 
but secretly for fear of the Jews, he asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. That was the custom. When a Jew dies, you got to get him in the ground and bury him and have and, and sit Sheva. It's seven days where the Jewish family brings food to the family members. And then they, they you know, that was the death. Jesus, he wanted his body. Listen, here. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night. Remember that when Jesus came to Jesus, Jesus loved Nicodemus. Jesus was, Nicodemus was, was very special to Jesus. They drew close together. He also he also came bringing the mixture of the of, of the myrrh and the aloes, about a hundred pounds, and then he took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices. At the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So there. They laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day for the tomb was nearby. Listen, I've been to that garden. I used to go to that garden. It's there today. It's still here, man. The garden is here. You can go in there. There's going to be a sign that says Jesus is not here. He is risen. But I've seen it. It's funny because... All this time, they wanted to break Jesus' legs. They wanted to hurry up and suffocate him, get him out, this and that. It was our sins that killed Jesus, not the Jews. But isn't it funny how the Sabbath, all these years, to this day, we prepare for the Shabbat on Friday, every day. In Israel, you can't get any vegetables. They're gone by by 6 o'clock. Trust me. (laughs) I can't even get them. I got to... Listen, isn't it funny how... Jesus died. They wanted to get him in. God prepared Jesus for the Sabbath. Wow. And this is messianic. This is all these years they they wanted to do this to him. You know, all these years they Jesus died, but the Sabbath was Jesus. Amazing. Listen. The Holy Spirit is real. And the Holy Spirit is here today. Listen, 1 John John chapter 2 verse 27 says, As for you, the anointing which you received from Him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. Listen. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it is taught you, You abide in Him. Amazing. You receive it. That's part of the package. This is part of the problem. What do you mean? Jesus died for the whole world, but He left His Holy Spirit. People never understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Listen to us, Romans 8.15. Did you know that the Bible says, listen to this, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. In Ephesians 5.8, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 6, listen, verse 5, 
The statement fell and approved with the whole congregation. They chose Stephen. Remember, Stephen was stoned to death for Jesus, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Listen, he, J- Jesus died. But Ezekiel 36 says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Jesus died for the whole world. Jesus was getting ready. He made an agreement. Listen, or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temples of living gods, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's Listen to me, man. This is real. Jesus wants to reveal himself to you, but he can't. Unless you cry out to him and say, Father, forgive me for my sins. I'm a sinner. I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I'm tired of living the lies, the drunkenness, the partying, the raving. Whatever it is, it separates you. Worshipping the car. Whatever it is, give it up. Acknowledge it. Some men worship football, TVs. Jesus says, I'm here. Trust me. You wonder why your family's falling apart. Your wife's gone. Your husband's gone. It's because Jesus wants a man to lead his family into into the promised land. Listen, Jesus wants a man. He wants a house that's not divided. He wants a man that will stand up and say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Jesus stood for you on the cross. And he couldn't, and he stood all the way, and he suffocated. But not to death, he died. He died violently. Think about it. He partially suffocated. But they wanted to suffocate him. But he died on that cross, and not one bone was broken. And he died for us. And all he's asking you is to just trust in him. And receive him and try a new way. There's so many ways. There's bars and carnivals and and drugs and alcohol and ecstasy and pills and money people worship. But Jesus is saying, try another way. Please. I'm here for you. Jesus loves us. It's not the Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord's with me and then go party again. Nobody could take away your sins. Nobody but Jesus. And Jesus wants to love you where you are, where you're at. He's saying, I don't care what you've done in this life. I've seen people come to me and say, I don't, you don't know what I've done. I've done it. I don't care. Paul was a murderer. Paul was a murderer. He killed believers. God had to get a hold of them. Has God gotten a hold of you? Well, he might be getting a hold of you now through this message. The cross is the only answer. Jesus can forgive you from all your sins. But you got to say yes. Here I am, Lord. Yes, I want to walk with you, Jesus. Yes, I am here for you, Jesus. Jesus says, good. Now read the book of John. Follow growing in his word. And go verse by verse. 
Jesus loves you. And I love you. Well, you don't know me. I don't care. My family is spiritual. When you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit lives in you. Now the Holy Spirit can walk in you. And do and you want to know something special? You want to know something radical? I'm going to tell you something before we leave. And we're done. There's a scripture I want you to understand. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. In Hebrew, ahava. Joy. In Hebrew, simcha. Peace. In Hebrew, shalom. Patience. In Hebrew, savlanut. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Oh my Lord. This is what God wants to give you. He wants to give you joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Wow. Receive it. It's all yes. Father, we thank you for these beautiful people that listen to Growing in His Word. Believers, even non-believers, who are, who are sitting in a prison cell. I get letters from cells. It's all right. We love you. Listen, Jesus loves you. He wants you to make a decision for him. Father, we thank you for these people. Lord, we ask, Father, that in these times that people are living in, that you bless them, Father. Lord, I pray that you tug on their heart today, Lord, that they come to know that you are Jesus and that they want to receive you. Let them just say this prayer, Father. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I'm a sinner. I, I'm a sinner. I'm, I, I can't do it on my own, Father. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose on the grave, from the grave. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, God bless you. You're a believer. Listen, accept him in your heart. In Jesus' name, man, amen. God bless you guys, man. Well, <laughs> I'm excited, man. And next week, we're going to get into... John, man, we're coming up to the resurrection of Christ, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be radical. Here comes the proof for all the atheists. God bless you guys, man. And thank you for growing in His Word. You can find us on Pandora. You can find us on Stitcher. Everywhere, man. We're here. Growinginhisword.com is in love with you guys. And God bless you guys, man.